Hello, welcome to the Common Rounds. Thank you for joining us again today. Today we're moving from the cancers and tumors from the upper half of your body down yep. to the lower half, and we're going to focus on urinary tract tumors today, aren't we? Pat? Yes, exactly right. So the I guess before we start, we're going to go through all of this systematically and there's a lot to get through um, mm -hmm. with the urogenital tumour. So we're going to divide it up into chunks mm -hmm. um, just so you guys don't get too bored and we don't have a two-hour episode. You know, we'll, We good. try to keep it to about 15 to 20 minutes um, maximum where possible. Mm. So let's start with the top of the urogenital tumour, which is kind of the, um, the cancers associated with the urethral lining, which is... Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk about what the urethral lining is? Yes. Okay, so we're talking fo focusing mainly today on cancers that are in the uh, from so from starting from below the kidney, so going down the urethral tract, yep. down uh, so the ureters, down into the bladder, and down into the urethra. Mm. So this yeah. uh, this these could happen in both males and females. Yes. And okay, so in the um in the system, one of the linings that lines the cells, uh, lines the the, mm. the walls is urothelium. Yes. So, um, what type of uh, cells are they? So they're um, they're stratified epithelium cells, and yep. the urothelium, so the lining of this, you know, from the kidneys to the essentially to the urethra and to the outside world, mm. is lined by three to seven cell stratified cells, mm. and the broad term for it is called urothelium. Now, before we started, I really thought mm. urothelium was just one layer, but it's not. It's referring to the entire la layer, if I'm not okay. if I'm not mistaken. And I think fun fact was three to seven. I think was a number to keep in mind because I think if you have more than that, that could signify mm. uh, it, it could be used to diagnose like what's the increase. Uh, thickness of Cellularity the of it. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that, actually. That's interesting. Mm. Now, the, another name for urothelium, or the urothelium is called the transitional epithelium, because okay. I think you have, is it cuboidal at the bottom? Mm. And then it, uh, this is going back to last Ooh. year's histology, I think. Cuboidal at the, at the top. Or squamous at the top. I think it's a roof. So you have cuboidal at the bottom mm. or squamous at the top. But the whole point is that the structure enables the cells to slightly expand and slightly contract, which is good for what, Andy? Uh, basically, in the bladder, let's say, mm. if it contracts and dis uh, it's able to distend and contract and yeah. shrink and enlarge in size according to, uh, let's say, the amount of urine you have in your bladder. Yeah, so exactly. It gives it a right. bit of flexibility. That's right. Obviously, it's epithelium. So, mm -hmm. with, you know, if something does go wrong, there's a risk of developing cancer. Mm. Um, in this area and with when we're talking about the urothelium or the mm. genital urinary tract mm. um, there are two main types of cancers aren't they two, two main, main cell types that you might come to see what are they are you talking about a urothelial yeah. cancer yeah or um then let's say if they develop uh, if you develop other metaplasias it could become a squamous yes a squamous cell cancer that's uh, right what else and i think very rarely you see adenocarcinoma so our focus mm. though, is going to be about urothelial originating cancers and how many types of urothelial appearances can you see there are two big mm. groups aren't there two big main groups so there's um a flat type and a papillary type yeah and so depending on which one one has a propensity to come up as a high grade other ones are so there's different characteristics mm. between these two and we'll go through them yeah exactly right and i think it's worth mentioning that urothelial tumors can occur anywhere from the renal pelvis mm -hmm. to all the way to the urethra very, very close okay. to the genital opening and stuff like mm, that exactly. so it's worth because their cells are lined across the, the, the cells start lining all of that passageway yes so it's not just limited to one area and it can be diffused as well in, in certain cases mm. should we talk about the flat type yes yep let's do that why not with the flat type as we mentioned just then uh, as i mentioned one could be a high grade low grade etc so the flat type develops usually as a high grade tumor and then it would invade 
uh, into the surrounding structure. It is commonly associated with the early p53 mutation. Mm. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, okay, so with the flat type urothelial carcinoma, one of the common uh, diseases that we'll see is a urothelial carcinoma in situ. Yes, I think that's a term given to these sort of dysplastic conditions where before it becomes malignant, Mm -hmm. it's called urothelial in situ. And the reason it's called that is it hasn't breached the basement membrane yet. Yes. I think keep this in mind, this in situ nomenclature in mind, because it's mentioned all Mm. throughout urogenital cancers. My my understanding was it was, it already, I would classify it already in a malignant category, just have, or just calling it something that has malignant potential. But yeah. definitely not benign, if That's anything right. you see with in situ. And uh, one thing I, I guess we didn't mention was the flat type and the papillary type. The two of them describes different appearances of it. Yes. Flat yeah. types, they are raised. And I think in this case, you would see more than seven or eight layers of the stratified epithelium. Whereas the papillary one, you will see finger-like projections. Mm. We'll go into that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're absolutely right. Mm. And so they often present with the kind of symptom. Um, they may present, they either could be asymptomatic or present with symptoms such as you, a, a, symptoms mimicking UTIs. But, you know, these patients would have had courses of antibiotics without much response. Mm. Yet they still have this, you know, maybe some blood on urination, maybe some burning and pain on urination. Yep. But it's just, you know, we, it's not due to a bacteria. So that's when you get this sort of, ongoing symptoms that's that should be an alarm bell for something okay. a little bit more sinister going on sure um now how in terms of like what it looks like yeah what what are some of the key features of it so you said it's flat does it have a particular color or does it have anything else going on with it i believe from what i read was a flat red inflamed looking mm. um uh appearance yeah that also had an appearance of mucosa yeah Mm. Yeah, so it might have a um, mucosa-looking appearance, except it looks much more red and inflamed. So, and often they they have they can visualize this through such stoscopies where they send the camera probe through the urethral shaft into the bladder, for Ooh. example, and then um, try to visualize the affected regions. Mm-hmm. How do you treat this, Andy? So, once you've got it, are there any sort of treatments they can provide patients? Well, with the treatments for urethelial carcinoma in situ, um, from from readings wise, it's a transurethelial resection yeah. and a intravesical BCG. That's interesting. What, the intravesical. What, is, what, is, what does the BCG have to do in this case? Like, yeah. Do you, do you understand? Yeah, I think I do to an extent. So BCG is the sort yeah. of vaccines, and often in a lot of um, developing countries, because of the prevalence of TB, they vaccinate mm. as a children with BCG. I think I was vaccinated um, before we, you know, my family moved to Australia. Okay. But BCG, for some reason, has a propensity mm-hmm. to attract, to go towards these flat cancer, uh, flat um, urethelial treatments. Yep. And what it does is it infects those cells and instigates a massive immune response. So it's actually your immune system that is starting to destroy the cells as opposed to any cytotoxic treatments that we might give them. Mm. So that's what intro um, basic or BCG does. Oh, that's cool. Um, and I think I was told that a couple of months ago there was a shortage of intravesical BCG, so a lot of patients had to miss out on treatments, which is obviously very concerning wow. for them. Mm. But the idea is that you infect these cancerous cells and then the immune system takes care of it, mm. uh, as opposed to you giving cytotoxic medic- medications. Mm. Now, what would happen if you actually develop um, urethelial carcinomas? So, so they transform into the, into a malignant, mm. highly malignant cancer. Yeah, so a urethelial carcinoma from the nomenclature, once you've dropped it inside you, you just assume that it's already gone through the basement yeah. membrane. Eh? Yeah. So let's say if it's invaded past the basement membrane into the muscularis propria, then you would consider a treatment as, such as cystectomy. So wow. it, yeah. is is that actually cutting up the entire you bladder? You take out the bladder, which is pretty bad. And the problem is these cancers are diffused, right? Yeah. So you can't just take out a chunk of the bladder and restitch it. 
Maybe oh. you could, but in a lot of cases, it could be diffusely spread. Jeez. So you have to remove the bladder. I don't know how Quality that can be. Yeah, and that can be amenable to to living if you mm. don't have a bladder. But maybe they put a pouch in. I'm not familiar maybe with what it's they just do. Leaks out the whole all the time. I'm not too sure. Maybe yeah, which is pretty pretty mm. awful. So let's we're talking about the flat. What about that papillary? So that mm. finger like one that you were mentioning yes. before. So a papillary um cancer. From what my understanding is, is that you will always have this central blood vessel structure surrounded by uh, cell tissues that surround it, and it projects out into the um, into the the surrounding. Yeah. Let's say if it's in the lumen, it's going to project out into the lumen. Mm. But you just remember with papillaries, you usually associate it with a blood vessel core. And yes, so with this one, it usually. Unlike the flat type, it usually develops first as a low-grade papillary tumor and yeah. then gradually progresses into high-grade papillaries, whereas the flat one progresses once again as a high-grade initially. Mm, exactly yeah. right. Mm. And the thing is, though, because these are finger-like projections that okay. protrude as opposed to this flat epithelium in the bladder, for example, mm. they can break off with sheer stress and things like that. Yeah. And so patients can present with um, hematuria and things like that, so blood in the urine. Mm. And so that's a warning sign if there's no other risk factors. Yep. For it mm. and presenting with this sort of symptom is very concerning because yes. that you know suggests something else is going on. Mm. But you mentioned that it's a spectrum from low grade to high grade. Yes, and unfortunately, so do you want to go through the different terminology for the different grades? Sure. So there were three main types that um that that we came across, right? So um, let's say if it was a benign type, then or a low grade one, I would I would call it a papilloma. Or that's that's my yeah. understanding of it. Yeah. So when you look at it, it's lined essentially by normal urethelium. They are of a normal thickness, so I'd say about three to seven cells. They're orderly and organized, and you don't see any additional mitosis. So it, it's a benign form of it, right? And what's yeah. what would be on the other spectrum? So on the other spectrum, it would be papillary urethelial carcinomas, and that's a malignant subtype characterized by much more increased thickness of the urethelium. Remember how we mentioned that normally it's three to seven layers, but yep. then when it gets really thick, that's yep. not normal. Mm. Um, and it's as it as reflected in many other malignant cancers, the architecture is completely abnormal. There might be abnormal cytology, so um, hypochromatic. Um, cells mm -hmm. there's lots of mitotic division going yep. on mm -hmm. all the features of a, um, a malignant cancer are there and if you're not sure about those malignant features have you listened to our um, uh, introductory podcast in oncology we mentioned um, the difference between blind and malignant in terms of its appearance mm. but there's a middle category isn't there halfway mm. between which is very problematic in terms of diagnosis and treatment mm. so i think this you're referring to the category called the papillary neoplasm of unknown malignant potential. Yeah. Can so, you see why that's a difficult category? Because how do you treat this? Is it benign or is it malignant? Yeah. So from the name, it seems like the people who are naming it aren't too sure whether if it has it has a malignant potential or not. So from from the readings, it, it says that it's lined by cytologically troublesome urethelium, slightly increased thickness of urethelium, and a mild disarray of occasional and occasional mitosis yeah. present yeah exactly right so that's a that in itself mm -hmm. is a problem for which um for managing these sort of that particular category the mm. one that's in between the the two sure i think that's all i want to talk about urethelial tumors but yes. there's we mentioned there are two other tumors that we should cover yes. for urethelial um cancers mm. so let's talk about squamous cell carcinomas um, firstly, what are the risk factors for it? Because there are three key important risk factors. Do you know them? I think from from what you're saying, it could be let's say a chronic chronic cystitis, so yeah. like a prolonged, uh, so a long term in uh, infection or like inflammation actually mm. of uh, the bladder 
and it could be in older women that could lead to squamous carcinomas. There's other one called schistosoma. Yeah, that's uh, the para- parasitic in, um, yeah. infection, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Mm. There's one more as well, which is which maybe a little it? bit more common in yeah. uh, in sort of Western societies. Okay. Do you know that one? Uh, could you enlighten me? I think it's just long-standing um, uh, nephro, uh, nephrolithiasis, so um, kidney st- stones, essentially. Oh, cool. Obviously, that makes sense because you're constantly irritating yeah. the urothelium. Yep. And so what happens when there's all this stress onto the urothelium? And it, it happens in the esophagus as well, doesn't it? Metaplasia. Yes. Yeah, so the cells adapt to a different type of... Yeah. So they change from the urothelial stratified epithelium to yep. more of a... Um, Squamous, met, uh, squamous epithelium, isn't it? Absolutely right, yeah. yeah. And so that's, I guess, the underlying mechanism is this metaplastic change. And remember, we mentioned this in lung cancer as well. When you're smoking, mm. your columnar epithelium becomes squamous. Yes. And also, same situation with Barrett's esophagus and um, esophageal trim adenocarcinoma. So mm. there are, you know, these patterns are kind of present as well. Yes. So let's not talk too much about the treatment, I think, because mm. um, I think treatment-wise... Getting a little bit out of my knowledge, yeah, it's really out of my much. depth as well. Yeah, um, but let's finish up by talking about adenocarcinoma. So yep. the name kind of gives uh, gives it away. So what, like gland gland forming um, yeah. uh, carcinomas. So these are malignant proliferation of glands, and they usually involve uh, they if you find them in the so they would be involving the bladder if yeah. you're looking at the general uh, urogenital tract, and um, they arise from. What is this? Uh, I think it's a uracle, yeah, a uracle remnant, which is, uracle um, remnant. yeah, which, uh, relates to the dome of the bladder as well. But to be honest, it's, I don't really fully understand. Mm-hmm. It's not very common. And so I haven't done a lot of reading into it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it's just for your own knowledge to know that there are three broad types, urothelial tumors, squamous cell tumors due to metaplasia, and there's, we can get adenocarcinomas, which are very rare if I'm not mistaken. They're associated with some congenital abnormalities. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's as far as my knowledge goes. Um, cool. If you guys have any more information about the adenocarcinomas, yeah, be sure to let us know. Mm. That's all I wanted to talk about, Andy. Um, do you, is there anything else you want to add before we finish? No, up? I think that should be enough to whet the appetite of this. Yeah, one. and then we'll go into other. Um, so the female uro- urogenital tract. Yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, that's right. Mm. So as you can see, the talks are very brief because we're breaking it into smaller chunks so that you don't get too bored. But also, yeah, bite-sized pieces to help you memorize. So we've got exams coming up. We're in a bit of a rush to get as much (laughs) learning as we can. Um, So stay tuned for more episodes. Okay. Thank you, guys. Bye.